0: From MPB Think Radio, this is Fix It101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with Del Moore from Affordable Solutions 601 and Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. Today is the first of May, and everything seems sunny and cheerful, and you know the birds are chirping, the flowers are blooming, so now is the perfect time to start that new DIY project, or at least map it out for the pro you want to hire. But before you get the sledgehammer, you might want to give us a holler. Join the conversation with us this morning by calling 877 877- MPB ring. That's 877-672-7464 or send an email to fixit one hundred one at mpbonline dot org. How you fellas doing this morning? I'm doing great. Glad to be here. Blessed to be here. Yeah, there you go. Blessed to be here. Glad to be here. That's that's what we want here. What are you guys working on? <laughs> I'm working on some houses. Somehow, come on. <laughs> tell me tell me no, something. Tell, tell me you, a fixture we, that you okay. have bought for somebody recently.
1: Fixture we have bought for someone recently that was kind of cool. Oh well, tankless water heater. Okay, I like them. Yeah, um, we have a tornado job in Clinton. Mm-hmm. We have a fire in Clinton. Wow, we have a um, a pretty a, a real nice job that that we've been um, like a remodel. Look, well, yeah, it's 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 for a. Um, it's for one of our police officers that, that was shot several years ago. Oh, wow. Uh, we are going to add a full bath, handicap accessible. Oh, wow. So he can really get in there and move around and have some room. And uh, City of Jackson
0: just awarded that job to us. Um that is fantastic. One day last week. Well, let me so, tell you that uh, if if you like, if you uh, want to hear more about that sort of accessibility, we actually had an entire show talking about that. You can uh, check it out on podcast. If you just go to the MPB Public Media app, or go online to any of your podcast app, you can uh, find that one. And that was what what did we call that? Aging in place. Aging in place right. or CAPS a
1: certified aging in place. Um, um, provider, and that that's what we are, right. So, uh, okay. and it's getting very popular, not just in the handicapped world,
0: but in the aging, aging population. Right. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. Dale, how about you? What are you working on? Well, we have a house that a tree leaned on and, and just... A tree leaned on yeah, it? Yeah, <laughs> destroyed
2: it totally. We've got to um, remove the tree and put the house back together. Um, well, it sounds like fun. Yeah, it, mm-hmm. it is. Okay. Really
0: just, um, just a little demo and put it back together. Right. Well, this weekend uh, at my place, it was more of a uh, doctoring and making pretty. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, I had already mm-hmm. done the pressure washing the week before. So this week I went after we had some some really uh, kind of rough um bald spots in the yard where after you know it rains for three months right and and so everything's mud so anyway uh and we've got dogs and everything so that happened but anyway uh we put down sod this weekend in those areas yeah no, that's fun that is that is instant gratification it it looks like you've done something that's right you know all of a sudden you had like this mud pit and now there's grass there there you Mm -hmm. go Mm -hmm. it's great um, and and I think uh, nature, uh, Mother Nature's going to water it today or that's tomorrow. That's right. And by the way, if you you know, I just went and for a spot here, spot there, you can buy you know a, just a couple of pieces if you sure. need. You know. So anyway, uh, in the news this year, we're going to get to uh, Edward and Waveland here in just a second. But I had to read this, guys. This caught my attention immediately. In the news, every year, Manpower Group, a high-profile workforce workforce service firm, conducts a study to determine which positions are the hardest to fill for employers. Hmm. The past three years, the same item has ranked number one on the list, skilled trades. Number one. Yep. Referring occupations such as machinists, welders, plumbers, electricians, right now, 53% of skilled trade workers, get this, are over the age of 45. Yeah. 53 no,
1: percent i've been saying that for well
0: ever since i've been on this program we right. have talked about that but it and, says uh, that figure is about 10 percent higher than usual when compared to the average across all jobs and and more than that very few skilled trade workers keep working after the age of 65 yeah so far fewer than in other occupations what that means is they're getting out quicker and we're not replacing them fast enough that's right yes you know, so, you you take our brick, you take our bricklayers.
1: It is so hard to find a talented
0: mm-hmm. bricklayer. Well, get this, you and, know, a and plaster, uh, professional. And this is conversations going on across America with kids and, and their parents. Uh, you know, the 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 obvious thing was always college, but now if you look at it, to become an electrician might be the way to go. Well, electrician, plumber, HVAC, right? Um, They're never
1: you, not needed. You. You just wait till it gets a hundred degrees yeah. and your air quits. Right.
0: <laughs> just hey, look at that
2: buddy to me.
1: It, it's mm-hmm. it's not how much will it cost, it's how quick how can quick you can get you get here? it right.
0: All mm-hmm. right, let's go to uh, Edward in Waveland. What's going on, Edward?
3: Hey guys, how hey. are y'all? Good. What's going on? Um uh, I wanted to
4: inquire about the wisdom of doing a DIY uh foam insulation of my of my roof.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
4: and and whether and also what I, I also have a follow-up question about roofing.
0: okay uh, what, uh so you want to know if you can do uh like a spray foam on your roof yes okay yep. um so guys what do you now I've done the uh the fun, the uh, uh what do you call it the stuff that you blow up there which sure. is Just uh, your cotton your, your, your
1: cellulose or your propane right, right or I've you done know, that, but I've I, never
0: I've never actually put up that. I've been involved in a half a dozen of those. Mm-hmm. Um, what we're talking about is putting this the spray foam on the,
1: right. Yeah. Well, w- what you're doing, you are sealing the entire envelope.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I don't believe in it. Uh, Doug Rye is a huge believer in it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's quite expensive. Mm-hmm. Your uh, so heat, it's nair- my electric bill. Well right. <laughs> but but there's other things you can do. Um, when you seal the entire envelope, get ready to redo your heat and air system. Because and now is this a retrofit or are you doing new construction?
4: So this is an old this is about forty percent of the house is over a hundred years old. Okay. About fifty percent of the house is new.
1: Right. Well, okay, the attic is not the only problem then. If the house is over 100 years old, you don't have any wall insulation.
5: Mm-mm. Some of it is barge board.
1: Okay. Oh, okay. Um, I think I would spend my money um, not necessarily doing the, doing the roof. I would do my attic, and I would get insulation in the, in the walls. I think that's where, the, where, the, where your best money is spent. When you do the attic, you will have to
0: upgrade your heating and air system. So there you go, Edward. So I think as a DIY, think about would it be a a difficult thing for him to DIY spray foam this? Now I have seen pros do this, Edward, and you know of course they do everything really fast. And
1: yeah, that's not a DIY project
0: foam your roof yeah typically uh there's not a lot of uh equipment out there that no. you can rent to do something like that but if you wanted to purchase it edward go ahead but i would think that might be a call to a pro this time
1: if you yeah. wanted to do it. again i'm going to insulate my my ceiling versus my roof mm-hmm.
3: all right okay. Edward. i got a follow-up about
4: roofing if you don't you got a second, um, sure how, how often do i need to replace these um, uh
0: Screws in a metal roof that have the gasket on it. As often as they wear out. (laughs) Yeah. Um, We've talked about those before. What he's talking about, folks, are... The little rubber washers around the screws. If you have a metal roof, yeah, there's a a type of screw that you use that goes through the metal, and it has this little rubber grommet thing uh, right where the head is that, that will seal it so that no water will get down past that. Well, rubber deteriorates over time. And so that's what you're talking about, Edward?
4: That's right. That's right. You're about 10 years old now in parts of it. The...
2: Oh, you're on the yeah. Yeah, 10 rot.
0: years. 10 years, you probably need to go ahead and just knock them out. Okay. Thanks, yeah. guys. Yes, sir. Bye. Thank you. Edward. appreciate that. All right. Uh, Oh, later in the show, we're going to play an interview I did with Alan Lee from Lee's Precast and Lee Storm Shelter. They make make a lot of things out of concrete, like septic tanks, car wash pits, and more. But we talked about their storm shelters, as Mississippi has seen, yes, 79 tornadoes this year. You'll hear that a little bit later in the show. Let's go to uh, Ray John real quick in Mobile. What's going on, Ray John? I uh,
4: I I just bought a new uh, 75-inch TV, and... I want to put that on top of my fireplace. So I want to understand if I can lower the height of my fireplace. Mantle.
0: You know what? I did that myself uh, to my home. We had a, I, I got a larger TV like you're talking about. And I have a mantle. And that mantle seemed a little high up for me to put a TV above. So I, believe it or not, uh, if you, like the uh, the mantle can be taken down fairly easily if you know how it's put up there mm-hmm. and typically what's what's done is that uh, someone has put either a block like a two by four onto the wall where they screwed it to the studs and then they screw the mantle onto that you follow what i'm saying
4: okay yeah i understand that i i see a board it's behind the mantle,
0: right uh, yeah. like a
6: half an inch board or one inch board mm-hmm. and the mantle is on top of it Right. I'm afraid if I pull that out, I I might damage the drywall behind
0: it. Well, I will that's say a possibility. that is a possibility. I did damage my drywall when I took it out a little bit, but repaired it. But you can move it. Um, you might need to re- um, think about grabbing yourself a, a a patch repair kit for the wall for just in case. They don't cost okay. any Maybe ten bucks. You know. Oh, well, that's fine.
2: Yeah. Unless he got the tools, like you know, a reciprocating saw with a metal cutting blade, and he can get behind
0: there and cut those nails, right, and just cut it off the wall that way, right. But you can move it; it's not too terribly difficult. I appreciate it, Ray John. All right, uh, we want to go to uh, John Mobile real quick. Nope, not yet. Right, hey, um... oh, okay, that's what we're going to do. We'll go ahead and take a break. It's time for us to take our first break of the hour. When we get back, we'll take your home improvement and DIY questions. Today is an open topic show, so feel free to give us your best shot. We're uh, ready to help. Call us 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back.
1: Deep South Dining is the show all about the culture of Southern flavor. From fried chicken and collard greens to shrimp and grits and a glass of sweet tea. Subscribe now to the podcast
3: using any podcast app or download our MPB public media app.
0: Welcome back. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with contractor Dell Moore from Affordable Solutions 601 and Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. Today's an open topic show. We want to hear from you about your home improvement projects. You can join the conversation this morning by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877 672 7464, or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Before we go any further, I got to do this. The Atmos Energy tip of the day, which reminds you to call 811 at least two days before you dig to have underground utility lines located in Mart. That's right, the tip of the day, and it's on you this time, Dell.
2: Okay. Um, <clears throat> tip of the day. This is for. Um uh, for those do-it-yourselfers that need a good finish cut, and you know how when you cut and your wood is always um, chipping and, and fuzzy? Yeah. Uh, the key for that is just use some masking tape uh, across that area that you're going to cut. You can uh, apply the tape, make your mark, cut across the tape, and you'll save your... Um, the wood won't splitter as much? Yes, like um, those uh, countertop, that that type of yeah, mic yeah. and stuff like that, uh, crackle and split. So you just put a cut with the um, masking tape. Masking tape on it without uh, chipping and splitting.
0: Okay, I'm never going to do that without masking tape again. There you go. There you yeah. go.
2: Even um wood, you know, if you don't have that
0: finished blade, you right. can use that masking okay. tape. That's a good idea. All right, let's uh, go to the phone. Uh, John is on the line at Mobile. Got a question about fascia and soffits. What's up?
3: Yes, sir. I hope everybody's had their coffee this morning.
0: Yes, (laughs) me too. Still working on it.
3: I hate to think I was getting advice from people that weren't properly caffeinated. There you
0: go, (laughs) hydrating.
3: I'm replacing some fascia and soffit. The fascia, I'm using treated pine. The soffit, that's the question I need to answer. What type of plywood do I use there? Do I need to bump it all the way up to marine plywood or the lesser grade plywood and paint it or treat it and paint it first? What's the
6: advice
1: there? Um no, they have a product called Smart Soffit. That's uh that's the name of it. called 84 Lumber. Uh they've got it and then your fascia board, I would recommend a product called DuraPrime. DuraPrime, Dura Prime. is that, yep. and, and is, is DuraPrime a wood and, and, or is it It is. It, it is it's a wood. It's got a coating on it. It's mm-hmm. it's really better than what you're using. Um, And then your smart soffit uh, also has a coating on it. Now, if you want to get away from those two and really do it right, use a Hardy product. Mm -hmm. Hardy has a concrete product both for fascia and soffit. Wow. That won't Uh, rot.
3: I I did not realize that the the Hardy product out there. Yes, it won't rot. Mm -hmm.
1: Uh, They've got a vented and a non-vented soffit. So... Smart yes.
3: and and Dura Prime.
1: That's yes, sir. That that's one option. Your other option is the Hardy product.
2: Hardy product. And and okay. that Dura Prime got the groove in it, don't
1: it? And some are plowed and some are not plowed. Mm-hmm. Okay. Correct. All right, John. Did that helped.
3: Good job, y'all. Done a good job. You can go home
1: now. Yeah, thank you, sir. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. All right, y'all have, right. have a good day. See you.
0: <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Thanks, John. All right, well, you know what? Let's keep going. We'll go to Memphis and uh, Armin's on the line. What's going on, Armin?
6: Hey, I just had a quick comment on that TV on the mantle thing. Yes, sir. Um, one option, which is what I did, um, was uh you know the one of these fancy mounts that go on top of the mantle and then you can actually lower your TV. Uh and Good idea. like it has a it has a piston, like a spring-loaded piston on it. Kind of like and an you arm. Can adjust it. Yeah, and it, it it makes it so that like even your grandma can uh, lower and and lift the TV without any uh, without any effort. Uh, wow! And it also rotates like it it swivels left and right a little bit too, uh, depending on your mantle and how how much clearance right. there is. But uh,
0: and where your couch uh, is,
6: I, like yeah, I I paid like two hundred dollars for it, and I am like. I I'm so glad I did that because really? it makes watching the T V so much easier, like you don't have to bend you know, your neck.
0: Uh Right. The, the, well the, and yeah, so was, I was making a joke about where the sofa is, but but really it's it's got you know, if the sofa's not in front of the TV and you've gotta be your head turned the whole time. I get that. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, get a so, crick in it. Yeah. All right, Armin, yeah. that's a fantastic idea. We appreciate it.
6: Yeah, no problem.
0: Appreciate it. Yeah, all right. I, I got uh-huh. that. I love it too. Do you? Yeah. Oh, okay. Man. Let's go to uh Casey and uh Vicksburg. Got a front door that will not line up. What's the issue, Casey?
5: Mm. Um we we had our front doorway wall had had to be replaced and we had a new front door, um what's it called? The whole door and the wood around it, the
1: a door unit.
5: Yes, sir. And now you know, you can close it but it close it all the way, but the Walker won't go into the thing, so we have to
1: deadbolt it to keep it shut. Okay, so the strike is not lining up with the strike. Mm -hmm. The doorknob is not lining up with the strike plate. Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. Okay. Um, That's a
0: simple fix. Are you going to try to do it yourself? Yes, sir. Okay. Okay. Now, first, before Casey, before you do anything else, first I am checking the door, meaning the screws on the door, to see if that door has sagged. Well,
1: that's a good point. Mm I am glad you brought that up. Close, close your door. Mm -hmm. Stand on the inside of it. Look at the margin all the way around your door. Yes, sir. You following me? Yes, sir. If that margin is the same, then your door is hanging straight in that frame. Mm -hmm. Now. If it let's say it's sagging at the at the top, that your margin is closer at the top than at the bottom. Take a long screw, screw it in the top hinge, and try to pick that door back up. If that doesn't work, shim the bottom hinge to knock the bottom over a little bit, which will throw the top back. Right. You with me? Yes, sir. Okay. Then take some lipstick or something, mm-hmm. put that on the Put that on your actual uh, uh, bolt that comes out from your doorknob. Okay. That's
0: going to transfer over to where the hole needs to be. Right. And then you can you can simply uh if you you honestly two screws you can move that strike plate. Of course, underneath there is a hole uh which is where the 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 bolt would go. That's right. So you'll need you'll need to kind of dig out that hole so to go back in there. However, you, you know, choose to do that. Yeah. A chisel yeah. works very nice. Yeah. yeah, it's fine. But uh but you can move that and it's just two screws to move that little strike plate. Okay. Do you know what I mean when I say strike plate?
5: It's a
0: little uh, brass, like anything. That's it?
1: Right. Perfect. And you'll feel so good about yourself when you're done? You will.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much, because I'm getting tired of having a deadbolt. Or or lift
0: up on the door or something. Right. I understand. Thanks, Casey. Thank you. We appreciate it. I've got a, uh, before we go to um, uh, Richard, I've got an email here that I wanted you guys to hear about. Uh, It says, uh, this is from Sissy, uh, and she says, Hi, my house has a crawl space. What type of insulation should be between floor joists i hope that's the correct terminology uh what's there now is fiberglass pink with no backing either side and is failing everywhere falling everywhere sorry there is a uh, plastic on the ground how about vents open them do i think i uh, i don't think i can crawl under the house opening or closing with seasons but but was wondering uh she's in the memphis area <clears throat> Should she be replacing this um, insulation under her floor?
1: Okay, so she has crawl space, Mm -hmm. and it's not – yeah, there sounds like there was a a paper or netting. Mm -hmm. Something has to hold that insulation, Mm -hmm. so that needs to be repaired. And, yes, your house needs to breathe. There needs to be airflow under that house. Mm Mm-hmm. There also needs to be a vapor barrier on the ground. I think she said there's plastic on the ground. Good, yeah. Yeah. good. Um, but, yes, I I think that your, your house needs to have airflow under it.
0: Right. All right, let's uh, keep going. Where, where do we need to go next, Java? Uh, let's go to Homer, right? Homer? All right, Homer, what's yeah. going on? Hey, how you doing? Good, uh, how are you?
3: Uh, uh, I really enjoy this show. Uh, well, thank not, only you. The, not only these guys, uh, informed if they can inform and be entertaining at the same time. I, I laugh at a lot of the things. I laugh
0: <laughs> at anyway, them all the time.
1: That's worth I think more money when we make you laugh Yeah, right.
3: <laughs> well, well, too, everybody can't do that. I mean, I used to work in radio.
1: Oh,
0: but okay.
3: I need to, uh, I've got chimney issues now. Uh, leak, um. Wanted to ask, I went up on top of the chimney, and this is kind of my primary heat. I have have a wood furnace, not so much a wood heater. Mm-hmm. It goes to the ductwork. But anyway, use the chimney, at the top, the very top where they lay the brick, and they, those bricks actually come up, they kind of go up a little bit higher than the chimney from the, stack. the side. Now, in the... In that mortar, when I got up there and looked at the brick, some of that mortar has formed uh is not there. I mean it's got indentures. Water can get up there and actually stand. I'm thinking, does brick over time actually start to leak or the be outside because I don't only time I really feel a little bit of water is when we get a long continuous rain. And it looked like as the brick gets saturated, they started kind of leaking around the roof line and the chimney. Now I've tarred pretty good everything. I don't think it's leaking from the side. I think it's actually coming through the brick. And I just wanted to ask, it any one of you guys that have seen a situation like that, maybe I need to seal that chimney.
0: Absolutely, yeah. That's I've seen. Dell's been sitting here shaking his head the whole time, trying to. So, what would you say to this, Dell?
2: We see this all the time. Uh, As the bricks age, they start to become like a sponge, and they absorb that water and allow it to get on the inside of your house. So, um, keeping water out of masonry is kind of a big point of this show. Yes, and and a lot of time people, you'll go a long time before you have any problems. But once it starts, the only thing you can do is to seal that chimney. Meaning... um, Should he reground? Absolutely. They make um, concrete now in the tube. You know, you can use a caulking gun. They got it in a little spatula uh, Uh, applicant. You can take it out the bucket. I mean, it's already mixed and ready. It's uh, the right slump and thickness. Dry up real um, solid and hard and waterproof. They got waterproof concrete as well. So, um, you would need to get you some of that. Um, Fill those cracks back in. you can use a Thompson seal, uh, something like that. That's kind of generic for us, but, you know, you will have access to something like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can spray that chimney with your garden hose uh, a couple of times and build up a, um, a protective layer over
0: that once you are uh, filling those cracks. There you go, Homer.
3: Hey, great. Thank you.
0: Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Appreciate it. All right. All right, number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Let's keep on going. Uh, Let's go to Richard, and uh, he's in the middle of nowhere. Richard, what's going on?
5: Well, I am in the middle of nowhere. Okay. Uh, Just bought a house uh, less than a month ago. Mm -hmm. And location-wise, I'm about halfway between Hattiesburg and Gulfport. So I'm down in the south-central part of the state. Okay. Yeah. And the house was built in 2004. Mm-hmm. It was well-built, um, fully insulated, central heat and air, double-pane windows, no, no problems there. Mm-hmm. The house is 100% electric, electric furnace, right. stove, hot water, so forth. Everything in the house, to my knowledge, is original equipment meaning it's 15-plus years old. right? So I'm probably looking at replacing the hot water heater, replacing the stove maybe, Mm -hmm. replacing the furnace at some point in time. I'd like your opinion on would it be worth it to convert to propane as I purchase these new items or just stay all electric and go with that?
0: Wow, what a great question. That's amazing, uh, and also you know, there's a lot of factors in there. First of all, yeah. uh, your local propane access is is an issue. Um, if you have access there, you know, to local propane, you can always pay for it. But the further out you get, the more expensive.
2: How well have you we enjoyed the total electric? You know,
0: yeah, has the electric been convenient for you, or do you just like uh, the way gas you know works?
5: Well, I like cooking
0: with gas, uh-huh. mm-hmm. but
1: that's
5: probably the least of the concerns. Right,
1: right. You know, Richard, I'm I'm all electric as well. I live downtown Madison, and for some reason, gas stops at my neighbor, but who, who knows why. But anyway, um, I converted the fireplace as gas. You know, obviously mm-hmm. we like right. you know gas logs, and then we have a um, a, a, a gas stove, which is. Which is propane, so for decoration. Um, but as far as my heat, it's it's still electric, um, and it's very efficient. It's it, we, we we upgraded to a new one.
0: What about uh, your water heater?
1: Water heater is also electric. Um, wow! So y- yes, I'm I'm going to convert everything to gas that I possibly can. Um, now, propane is a little bit more
0: money than natural, so. You know, you gotta got to weigh the difference. So maybe, uh, and maybe, Richard, I don't know, is there access to natural where you are?
5: No, there is no natural gas. Okay. Um, some of the neighbors in, in the area here have propane tanks. Right. So I know there is a, a propane service available, mm-hmm. but there is no natural
7: gas.
1: And two, if you don't like the site of the propane tank, you can always bury it. Or put a pretty fence up over it. It's no big deal. Well, yeah, no, you can't block it.
8: Well, I didn't say block it.
1: it well, <laughs> yeah, you can't, you can't fence it due to the fire, right. the, the, the regulations on it, but you can bury them, and um, you can't paint them. so.
2: I okay. guess if it was me, I would be more concerned with having a storm generator more than changing over. Well, if you're all electric, yeah. Yeah, I would want uh, some type of uh, another alternative because right. the storm catch me. That's a good point.
0: All right, um, appreciate it, Richard. By the way, does the middle of nowhere that you live have an actual name?
5: Yes, the, the community nearest by is Silver Run.
0: Okay. That's definitely middle of nowhere. That, yeah.
5: <laughs> and you know where that
8: is.
0: Yeah, yeah, we've been there.
8: <laughs> oh, well, you've been to nowhere.
5: Right, yeah.
0: <laughs> Appreciate it, Richard. Thank you, guys. Have a great day. All right, number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Let's go to K and Gulfport real quick. K, how are you?
8: Good morning, I'm fine, thank you, sir. Um, I have a ten by ten uh, patio that was built of uh, with concrete homemade stones, Ooh. but I know and it's it's very unlevel, so now I want to resurface it with concrete perhaps, mm-hmm. and I'm concerned about the new concrete adhering to the old patio. Okay. And I wonder if you have some ideas on that.
0: Have you have you considered removing the old patio? I'm sorry, sir. Have you uh considered removing the old patio altogether and build fresh?
8: That's a possibility um um
0: because then yeah, you avoid that question altogether. Hey, and yeah. you can reuse those somewhere else. Yeah,
2: chances
1: of uh the new patio living well over that unstable old patio is gonna be slim. You follow Nothing. me? Okay, um, you still with us?
8: Yes, yes. Okay. Um, so there's really uh, very few products that you could use that would adhere to the old.
1: No, we're mm-hmm. saying remove the old, right? Uh, and she wants to know if she can do it otherwise. I, I don't recommend it. Okay, I really don't. Um, get the get the old one up prep the ground properly and then
0: pour a new patio and the the prepping of the ground properly Kay, is the is the important part because if you pour it over a existing anything you don't know the structure of that thing and whether it was prep properly right. so therefore stable. you can just that, you could just end up with a bunch of cracks yeah you don't and want a on the right. slab yeah. uh I'm sorry, did we make you unhappy, Kay? <laughs> it's really not a,
2: a, a bad thing because you have to do prep to, to poke concrete anyway. That's right. Anyway. Yeah. right. You so, just look at it as removing um, some of that um, grade off. At yeah.
1: the end of the day, you're you're going to be better off to remove the old and then uh, start out with a, with a properly prepped area and then, and then pour your concrete.
2: Go ahead and form it up, get the right amount of steel.
1: They um, – they can pump that concrete on a line pump there's it's 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 not as difficult as it sounds
8: okay okay well um um i appreciate your help and thanks for the show
2: thank you man we appreciate it
0: She just needs some young guys with some strong backs. There you go. All right, let's uh, take time for another break. Uh, It is time for another break. And if you want to join today's show, give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fixit101mpbonline.org. Talking about your home improvement projects and want to hear from you, phone number is 877-MPB-RING. Stay tuned. We'll be right back mpbonline.org is the destination for everything Mississippi Public Broadcasting. Catch up on past shows from Think Radio, check out MPB TV or Music Radio, and become a sustaining member, all from one place. Get connected now at mpbonline.org. Welcome back. This is Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with contractor Delmore from Affordable Solutions 601 and Jeff Simmons from Houseworks. Today is an open topic day, and you appreciate that, apparently. We're getting some calls. All right, 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464 is the number to call. Or, by the way, you can send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We take a lot of those on air. So, uh, oh, 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 I did want to say this. Got an email this week that said, uh, and this is from Chris, your advice about wearing shoes when pressure washing was very important. Years (laughs) ago, my husband let my nine-year-old son pressure wash the front walk. He was wearing sandals and got some debris on his feet, so he used the spray to clean it off. Yeah. It was a bad decision. Very. Uh, They, uh, this is a bad decision. They both felt it was best for me not to see his big toe. Lesson (laughs) learned. (laughs) yeah all right yeah if you're a pressure washing folks if you're using one of those things if you look on the side of it a lot of times you'll see how much pressure that is sometimes it's up to 3200 pounds per square inch if you hit your toe with that (laughs) you might come back with a toe i don't know all right let's go to the phone rick's on the line what's going on rick good morning morning sir
3: thank you for your show
0: yes sir what can we do for you question
3: i've got had a crawl space issue at a drain pipe that collapsed and ended up with water in the crawl space. Contacted a company. They came in and suggested encapsulation underneath the house. Hmm. What are your suggestions?
0: The company suggested
1: an encapsulation? Yes. <sighs> yeah, I don't want water living under my house, Richard. Okay. No, seriously. That That's... I think that's a bad idea. And now maybe there's more to this story than I'm fully understanding. Right. But We've, the the whole idea of the Visqueen um and and having ventilation under that house is is so the moisture removes from up underneath that house. I've well, done the, I've, I've done ahead. several jobs to where your wood floors can actually buckle mm-hmm. due to moisture under your house. Yeah.
3: Okay. So, so, the couple of dehumidifiers are going to put under and encapsulating everything with the uh, poly will take care of this issue?
1: Is there some reason why you can't get the water out from underneath your house without the encapsulating? House
3: water, the water is gone, and, and I think we've handled that problem, mm-hmm. but they suggested encapsulation.
0: Hmm. Uh, have, you, have you talked to any other contractors, Rick? I have not. I really think you should get a second opinion. I really do. At least a second. I always recommend three. But if you can get at least two, you know, if you think about it, and I may have mentioned this before, if you get one, you don't know. You have no idea. If you get two, at least you'll be able to confirm. You know what I'm saying? So I I really think you should call someone else and say, hey, uh, and don't tell them, hey, this contractor says I need to do this. Just ask them what you should do. Okay. You know what I'm saying? That way it doesn't bias their opinion at all when when they're coming up with an idea great thank you thanks rick appreciate it have a good day yes sir let's keep moving we'll go to uh what jimmy in greenville all right jimmy what's going on
6: question for you yes sir i've got some i put down some of that teal and stig mount tile
3: in my kitchen years ago yes sir and i've got several spots that need to replace right I, I, i was smart enough to keep some boxes Case that happened. Right. But That's my right. question is what's the easiest way to remove the valve or the, the tile that needs replacing?
0: I bought a house with this stuff on the ground one time, and I can tell you, Jimmy, there is nothing fun about getting those up. The only thing I can tell you that I ended up having to do, because after a while, it's like that glue becomes permanent on the surface especially Steve if bonds. yeah it bonds so wow. what i what i had to do honestly was to get a uh a wedge a hammer and a chipper and get up under it and okay then, yeah okay. That, there was almost no other way to do it and then once you get up under there you have to keep chipping because um if you get like a, you know a lot of times if you get just a little piece you can grab it and pull up that uh-uh. stuff is stuck it's coming right. up in pieces. You yeah. Can just chip that right, all go the way. Go ahead and here. chip it off. Yeah. Get
2: you a okay. good uh, five in one or some kind of good chisel, or scraper, and a hammer.
0: Yeah, a little five in one tool. And that, that's it. Okay. okay. All right. Thank you. Thank all you, right, Jimmy. Should be able to all fix right. that one for seven bucks. For okay, that tool. Exactly. Yep. Thanks. All right. Let's keep on moving. Uh, Liz is on the line on the road to Memphis. Why are you leaving yeah. us, Liz? <laughs> just,
7: just taking a day. Oh, okay.
0: So, what's going on?
7: Well, I live in an older home, like 100 years old, and it's time to paint.
8: Oh. No. And it's going to
7: need scraping and, um, you know, some things like that. So mm-hmm. someone had suggested that I look into, instead of painting, doing adding aluminum siding over the existing wood. Uh-huh. The wood is all in good condition. It just needs some scraping in places and painting. It was painted about nine years ago, so it, but it's time to do it again.
0: Did you say aluminum siding?
7: Well, some kind of siding. Oh, okay.
0: Um, what do you guys think? Would you just go over the old instead of uh, instead of repainting? This is this is a historic house, obviously. Yes, um, it's in a
7: historic neighborhood. Can you do that?
0: Oh, that's a good I'd, point. Do you know if you can make changes I, like that?
7: I do not know if I can. You I need just to check that. To know if it was an option. I mean, not not if it was historically an option, but if if that was a better repair because it wouldn't require. The kind, of, you know,
0: the repainting every ten or twelve years. Right. You know, I had a friend that had a house that was built. the 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 outside siding had asbestos. So mm-hmm. instead of messing with that, they just put a new um, vinyl or something. Vinyl over, over it. Right. Yes. yes. And that was an option.
1: But th- this this house being a hundred years old, it doesn't sound like that's original to the house.
0: Well, no, everything I know.
7: about the house as it is now is is original.
0: To which part were you talking about, Jeff? Well, it's the original. vinyl vinyl siding. Oh, the vinyl siding. No, no. Yeah, well, that wouldn't be. She's saying it's not there. she
2: cover the old. Uh, should she cover it? Or should she scrape shape, and paint? I wouldn't. I would. If it's in good shape, but if you got a lot of boards. Yeah, and,
1: I think I'm just painting. I mean. Yeah. If it's been taken care of. Right. Well, preserved, I'd, I'd history. sure hate to put yeah, yeah siding vinyl.
0: over that. I really would. Right. Liz, okay. um, if you want to keep it to <laughs> what it is, 100 years old, and looking its best, you'll probably go paint.
1: And depending, yeah. on, depending on where you're at, they
0: may not let you do that, Liz. Mm-hmm. Right. True, and I
7: haven't asked that question. I just wanted to know if, if it was yeah. you know, a viable option, if it oh, was it's okay. For
0: absolutely me. possible and not difficult, actually, but it may not be okay for your house. Right. Okay. So.
7: Okay, that's my question, and thank you so much.
0: Thank you, ma'am. Appreciate it.
7: Y'all have a great
0: day. Bye-bye. You too. All the houses look better
2: painted. And of course, course they you do. You take your time. and Yeah, But I me. mean, if
1: it's 100 years old, yeah. let's don't,
0: let's we'll let's don't cover that. That, that up if it's in good shape. All right. Uh, before we move to the, uh, the next uh, call, I want to do this email real quick for you guys. This is great. All right. I want to hang about 15 lightweight photo frames in my hallway. I have an early 1940s house with plaster walls, of Mm. course, and don't want to ruin the plaster. Masonry bit for a starter hole? Should I use anchors? Also, I want to mount a couple of lightweight objects as well. If I use something like command strips, will they damage my wall? Any tips would be appreciated. A command strip might pull the paint off the wall, but they're not going to pull the uh, plaster plaster off the wall. No, no, no. I don't don't think so at all. Yeah.
2: What do, you, what do you think, Dell? It, it just lightweight. What is that? I mean, ten, twenty pounds. I
0: mean, seriously. Well, let's just say, a, just a, an yeah, eight just, by ten. Oh pictures. Just pictures. Yeah, 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 yeah. A couple I would pounds. Use the
2: the angles that to screw in and pull back.
0: Okay, you're talking about the. Uh, well, you you do have to drill a hole in yeah, your plaster if you're going and to that, do that. That's that's a
1: little overkill for just a simple picture.
0: Yeah, and but um, putting a nail into plaster—if you've never been around plaster or worked with plaster—it doesn't like nails. Oh, it'll no. crumble. It'll crumble. <laughs> yeah, if you hit a nail uh, right wherever the center is that you hit the nail, there'll be about a quarter-size hole that I'm breaks thinking, out.
1: I'm thinking I'm I'm liking the uh,
0: what's the name of those Command strips? Yeah. It's basically double sided tape. Sure. Yeah. Sure. I, that's what I think I'm going to go yeah, for with lightweight. Yeah. For for like little pictures and stuff. As yeah. a matter of fact, they make those that have little tiny hooks. If you want yep. that, that you just hang a picture. They sure. Don't, they don't hold a lot, but they're made to hang little things
1: and, like that. And uh, and it's going to tell you on the package what the, the how weight, much weight how much yeah. they'll hold. Mm-hmm. So. See,
2: I was thinking about that triple mirror that's 180
0: pounds, but yeah, right, <laughs> right. No, we're going to use screws on that one. All right, let's uh, keep going. Uh, what, what's next, Java? All right, all right, Stephen. Let's uh, let's go. He's on the road from New Orleans to Mobile. Oh man, that's a ride. What's going on, Stephen?
4: Hi, good morning, guys. I um, just, just wanted to make a comment about vinyl siding over an old house. Yes, sir. My grandmother's old house was built '51, and I inherited it. But and I had X amount of dollars that I wanted to spend, and at the top of the list was I wanted to have it vinyl-sided, because I remembered, as a teenager, having to scrape and paint that house. <laughs> <laughs>
0: they only had to they do that pain, once.
4: What a pain that was. So anyway, I had this vinyl siding put on. Even the window facings on the outside of the house, I didn't want to paint anything but the door. Right. And it worked, and it worked perfectly. Now, unlike the lady, it was not a historical home, but it right. was an old house. Right, right, right. And... and because I'd remembered having to scrape and paint that thing, I was happy to spend the money to have it vinyl Well,
0: and Stephen, I've what? seen that before, and sometimes, depending on the house, it can make a house look brand new. Well, it's oh, it, true. It looked,
4: it looked fantastic, and keeping it clean was easy as a whistle. It was just yeah,
0: it's a hose. You know, that's all you got to yeah, do. That's right. You know, the vinyl's going to fade, too, though. Yeah. Well, get white. You're yeah, true, you true. All right. <laughs> appreciate it, Stephen. <laughs> Yeah, thank you, guys. Thanks for the story. Let's keep on moving. Mikey is immobile. What's going on, Mikey?
8: Oh, hey, guys. Unfortunately, I got the... I do remember um, painting and scraping a 1940s-era house um, <laughs> with my brothers and sisters and parents. Uh, so, yeah, I understand. And I don't, I don't want that either. And vinyl siding is great. But um, referencing... I mean, if this house is 100 years old and it's in a historic district... The oh, they'll never
0: live her. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
8: exactly do not do it mm-hmm. I have a horror story <laughs> of a gentleman who was 90 years old mm-hmm. who um, uh, had vinyl siding put he lived in a historic district mm-hmm. and he didn't know so he had vinyl siding put over it, thinking that that was you know the way to go right. and they made him remove it and paid for removing it
0: mm. wow yep.
8: okay so I just you that's know, a good point whatever i hope i can help anybody else yeah I
0: hope that's back. definitely not worth it and you know what folks it's just one phone call away to find out D- don't hire a contractor if you if if i mean meaning,
8: if, if you do and check double check anyway but ask know the answer before
0: you ask some yeah. contractor and there's a lot of places that have hoas that you don't even know about you know, right, the, the, right. and certainly you're driving through the neighborhood. You don't know there's an HOA. So. Well, the,
1: the when you go down to get your permit, permit department knows if there's an HOA, and uh, they're not going to give you the permit until you have that blessing.
8: Yes, <laughs> so. and bless you for making that point. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Thank you, Mikey. We appreciate it. All right, let's keep on going. Chuck's on the line in Cleveland. What's going on, Chuck?
3: Good morning, guys. Morning. Uh, I appreciate your show very much.
0: Thank
6: you, sir.
4: Um, kind of had a two-parter, if you can get to it in time. Um, mm-hmm. The first one is these
3: um, uh, roof turbine fans that I have mm. appear to be leaking uh, through the, the, the air vents uh,
4: when the rain is really hard, and I guess they're not spinning. Is that a
1: possibility,
4: number one?
1: And then the second one, I was going to ask, uh, how do you recommend uh, descaling and flushing uh, water heaters uh, as part of their preventative maintenance. Thanks very much.
0: Yes, sir. We'll start with the, uh, the home first. What do you guys think? Well, the turbine is
1: moving because of heat. Heat and wind. So if it's not moving, then it's wore out. So, oh yeah, they. should uh, and, the yeah. and they do there. rust. Uh, uh, of, of course, well, everything has a shelf life. And everything right. does.
0: So a lot of them that you buy are galvanized steel. As soon as galvanized is scratched or scraped yeah. in any way, it'll start rusting through. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: So uh, if I, I think I think what I'm going to do is remove those and do a continuous do ridge vent. Mm-hmm. I think that's there's no moving
0: parts. And you don't uh, have leak d- issues like that. That's true. So but
1: do do those things actually leak? Just just from rain getting through the openings. Well, on the turbine or the continuous ridge vent, which one?
2: On the the turbines.
1: They can
0: if they're not spinning, sure.
2: Yeah. And if they're installed improperly, like you got a 12-and-12 and and it's not set at 12-and-12? Well,
0: and also there's a flashing issue there Um, if if you're getting any water through there. The shingles around it, you Um, know,
2: if they're not sealed?
1: That's true. Under the right circumstances, you can get water in your continuous
0: ridge vent as well. But it really shouldn't so, be more it, than a, a drops, and, right? And, you know, it shouldn't be well, a lot. Yeah, something vent unless it's just
2: that, a blowing forty mile yeah. per hour
1: rain. Yeah. Unless that turbine is not is not moving. If it's moving, you should not be getting
2: right.
0: water in it. And That's a good point. If it's not it moving, installed correctly, if it's rusted up or right. something of that nature, you know what? They don't cost enough for you to worry about. Just replace it. The Whirlybird true yeah all right Chuck uh, what was the other one here uh, descaling the
1: water the water heater yeah the water heater. Um, to be quite honest with you I'm, I'm all tankless and everything I own and everything I build right. I go tankless well I
0: have a regular um, uh, water heater and I can tell you an electric and and that element does get crumbby crumbly crusty gross yep. stuff that actually will actually break off of the heating Uh, element it's like calcium or something on there it's lime actually sure and and but it'll it you know it builds up on that heating element which takes away some of the heating power of the element to the water so yes you can take that apart take it out i i i took one out i i i don't know if there's another flush type system to deal with that but i took it out and you can clean it okay you know uh, the heating element, mm-hmm. and then there, <clears throat> excuse me, there is a rod down mm-hmm. in there that you can you can
1: take it out and replace that. Right. So,
2: so there's what a, about <clears> the <throat> little bleach tablets? Is, is someone had called in once about um? I'm yeah, not putting them? bleach tablets in my drinking water.
0: Ble- bleach tablet. Something. Well, the big thing with bleach tablets, when we mentioned it, uh, was a good way to clean water. However, uh, the problem with bleach was that everything that is in your system that was soft, like rubber. Oh, gets, yes, Gets yes. eaten away by bleach. Well, bleach eats right. anything that's not, you know, uh, there for good. And remember, we're we're drinking and cooking with this water. Right. <laughs> Just go tangles. Right, right. <laughs> um, you know what, folks? This has been fantastic and a lot of fun today. Let me do one more uh, email question for you real quick. Okay. Got uh, your advice. No, wait a second. I want to hang. No, wait a second. I did that. Wait a we have a large sink that we need to fill with water. Water runs uh, slow through it and takes a long time to fill up. So meanwhile, we step aside and yes, forget about the water running. Several times now, it has uh, it uh, has it happened that the floor was flooded because we forgot oh, to boy. check the water level in the sink. Is there a device that we can use? Nope, alarm clock won't work. Apparently, they tried. Uh, that will turn off the faucet when it is at a certain level the weird thing about that natasha is that usually most faucets have a little inlet where it's like a drain it's like a second drain once it gets high enough that it won't overfill drain. it will not overfill you know and you see that on most sinks uh or at least in a uh, in a bathroom type right. situation <clears throat> anyway uh you know what we'll try to answer that next week and i can answer can, the email yeah yeah we can do that next week i've got an idea all right, there we go. All right, folks, that's it. Um, <laughs> we are looking for our paper now. There so we go. Better. Fix It 101 is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio and is funded by the generous contributions from listeners like you. Our show is produced by Mr. Java Chapman. Our call screener today was Liz Gill. Uh, for Del Moore and Jeff Simmons. I'm Jason Klein. Stay tuned for our Wednesday 10 a.m. program, Everyday Tech. And join us next Wednesday at 9 for Fix It 101 only on MPB Think Radio.